Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Music Podcast. This episode is going to be a little bit different because, I mean, usually we like to get in a studio in Sydney somewhere and do a face-to-face chat, uh, but given they're on a world tour right now, it had to be done over the phone. So I'm joined by Rob Trujillo of a little band called Metallica. Uh, Rob was on the way to a show in the Grand Rapids when we recorded this, so he was in a car on the way to Soundcheck, uh, and I did this out of my bedroom. Uh, So it's a little bit different than usual, but, I mean, in this episode we talk about Metallica coming to Australia in October, with Slipknot uh, and Rob also mentioned some new music uh, that we can expect very very soon so check it out here's me talking to Rob it's great to to have Metallica coming back to Australia after I think it's this will be six years yeah it's been a while <laughs> well what's what's interesting as well is that obviously uh, being one of the biggest bands in the world this is Metallica's first stadium tour of Australia um, is that news to you guys yeah I mean um, you know uh some of those festivals over there that we've been a part of over the years have, you know, felt and seemed like uh, stadium shows anyway, you know, but uh, the energy over there is uh, really exciting to us and playing a large venue or playing larger venues is something that's uh, going to be really, really fun and different, um, you know, especially if they're going to be like rugby stadiums and, you know, uh, stuff like that, like Australia rules. We love, you know, the sporting events that you have, obviously surfing and all that. So we always look forward to going there. We've even attended some games when we've been out there over the years. So to be playing in some of these venues can be really exciting. Do you know which, which games you're talking about? Was it, is it rugby or AFL or NRL? It, it, it would have been Australian rules. I don't know the specific league. Yeah. But I know that in uh, Melbourne we attended a, a game and it was the first time for James and I and and we had a blast. So, you know, uh, it, it's always fun and exciting, you know, in, in, in Argentina, we've gone to, uh, you know, soccer games and, uh, and same in Ireland, uh, you know. So every once in a while we try to do that. But like I said, going into a venue that, um, you know, uh, a sports venue is really exciting because a lot of times you just feel the passion, the same sort of passion you feel at a game in some of these stadiums and um, to experience that for the first time in Australia is going to be something that's going to be different but still you know awesome last time you guys were here was for the Soundwave Festival obviously which is now um, it's no longer a thing Chris Jericho told this story that in, I think it was 2013, you guys were here to kind of kick off the Soundwave celebrations. Metallica hosted like a massive barbecue pool party at their hotel. Is that true? Yes, we uh, we, we had a, 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 a huge party for the tour itself. And, um, you know, we had quite a few bands in a, a, you know on that bill. So to celebrate the tour uh, that way was really, really exciting. Sort of kicking it off and... Uh, and um, yeah, it was it was it was a big deal, you know. The, the camaraderie and all that between bands was exciting. But on this next tour, it, it's, uh, it's, it's it's like us and Slipknot, you know. And and um, and so that's also different because we're not going out there with ten bands, you know what I mean? There's just a couple of us, so it's gonna be cool. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Slipknot, I mean, when a when a, when a big band like Metallica brings along a supporting act. Sometimes they can be like an emerging act or a band with a bit of buzz. Slipknot are one of the biggest bands in their own right, and they'll be bringing out a brand new album. 
Who was the the one to make the call on bringing Slipknot on this tour? Well, usually that decision, you know, a lot of those kind of decisions we make collectively or Lars is a, you know, a a huge uh, piece of that decision. Um, I don't know. They're friends. I think it's great. You know, Corey uh, actually rented my house in Venice Beach uh, during the recording of, I think it was the last album a few years back, not this one, but the one before that. So I have a fond place in my heart for him. He's always been good to me. He's been great to my family. So to have him on the bill with us is exciting to me because we haven't played a show with Slipknot in a long time. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, this is going to be cool. It's going to be kind of like, you know, uh, the family vacation, you know, you're out there and you're in the sun and, and, going to the beach because that's what we do when we're there and and you get to play great huge massive australian shows with slipknot i mean that's that's a great thing right there already in itself i mean given that hardwired came out a few years ago and you guys have kind of been touring non-stop since have you guys been working on new music is is there any new music in the pipeline yeah i mean we always sort of jamming and um uh, our our ideas come about spontaneously well we have an area a zone we call the tuning room, which is a, a space where we can jam and warm up before the show. And um, we're always up in there coming up with ideas. And uh, you may get a few seconds of an idea, and uh, but it's everything's recorded always. And and then of course at home everybody's got ideas. And um, Def Magnetic was a, a, a collab generally for the most part a collaborative effort. Uh, Hardwired was more central to James's uh, specific ideas and but it was also taking the, uh, the spirit of what we had done on the previous record and I believe I'm excited about the next record because I believe it'll also be um, a culmination of the other two records in another journey there's no shortage of original ideas you know that's, that's the beauty of, of being in this band is creatively we're always on 10 you know it's like if anything if we suffer from anything, it's maybe too many ideas, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, which is a good problem to have. Do you guys kind of put pressure on yourself to stick to deadlines or cycles as far as turning out albums, or is it just a matter of when the ideas come, you guys just record the music? Well, as you know, there are no true deadlines. Hopefully on this next album, it'll come a lot sooner than, it, than the previous two did. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to understand, with Hardwired, our last release, we had made an album with Lou Reed. We also had made a 3D movie. So there was a lot of things that sort of happened in between. Uh, Death Magnetic, there were, I think, five kids born during that album break. Um, this time around, I think we'll be able to jump on it a lot quicker and, uh, you know, and uh, get in the studio and, and start working, you know. I don't know that there's going to be too many more kids born. Uh, my <laughs> kid's now 14 and 12 and... Uh, and, uh, you know, we've already, you know, done the, done the Lou Reed album and, uh, rest in peace. I love Lou. And that was an incredible experience, but done that movie thing happened. So I don't know that there, could, there shouldn't be too many more, um, you know, I don't want to call them roadblocks because it's stuff that we enjoy doing, but, um, we've all sort of vowed to like get this one going, uh, sooner than later, um, now, how soon? I don't know. You know, where we've been touring nonstop. It's been over two years now. Uh, at some point, sure, we'll need to take 
a little bit of a break, you mm. know. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's sort of the right thing um, for us to do uh, since we've been going so hard. But it, but um, yeah. So I don't know about deadlines. Um, there there should be some, but I don't know of any specific deadlines. We haven't talked about it. Everything's been a little bit more general on how we're going to approach things. Um, but we're going to be still busy next year. That's exciting, man. I mean, I guess one of the other roadblocks is hoping, hoping that James doesn't get a crazy big head now that he's a Hollywood actor, right? <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah. Um, no, he's always, he, you know, he's always grounded. And um, he may do stuff like that occasionally to have fun. And, and, and half the time, we don't even know about it. At least I don't know about it. It's like, oh, James is in a movie. Oh, really? You know, he's kind of below the radar on the sly. And, um, and uh, I think it's awesome. I can't wait to see it. But yeah, I mean, you know, again, one of the things that we try to do is really stay grounded and focused. And, and even with the fun things that we're doing on the side, you know, which is always great. And, um, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, creativity is um, a great uh, gift. And to be able to challenge ourselves whether it's in acting or, you know, music or art or whatever, you know, it, it's, it's super, super great. And, um, yeah, but James is grounded. His head won't get big, never, <laughs> ever. I mean, you, meant, you mentioned the movie before. Um, is there anything in the works for Metallica to, to do a new film, whether it be a documentary, whether it be a, a concert film, or now, I guess, being in 2019 and, and live footage being available readily on YouTube... Is there a need for a concert DVD anymore? No, I don't. I don't believe there is right now. Uh, I mean, like you said, everything is already. You know, you can see everything, and, and I don't know. I feel like we got our fill of that. Uh, there may be a few things um, down the line, but not to the extent of what you're saying. I mean, we did the concept film thing. Mm. We did. Uh, I think even around that time, just prior to that, there was maybe five live actual DVDs that were released, including um, the Big Four. You know, um, so it's, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not in in the plans right now. You know, some of that stuff prior to the last release that was act that were actually in the plans at the time. Um, now that's not really a a part of the equation. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned your son before. I, I have to give him a rap because for those who don't know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, at 12 years old in 2017, he toured with Korn, right? Correct, yes. Uh, my son Ty uh, is a brilliant musician. He uh, He's a bass player, but he also, he writes a lot actually on guitar, a lot of riffs. He's, uh, he's got a very, very... Uh, I don't know. He's got he's got sort of a knack for writing um, great songs instrumentally. I mean, it's like even with hip hop and trip hop stuff, he's programming beats and he's uh, you know very connected to uh, his creativity, uh, especially in in uh, music. And, and it ranges again. You know, he can he can throw some incredible thrash metal wrists at you. At the same time, you know, he'll jump on like an upright bass, like a stand-up bass, an acoustic bass, and he'll start playing some swing sort of bass line, and he hasn't even studied upright bass. And I'm just like, wow, you know, it's like, it's really neat to see, you know, um, but he's also very humble. 
But at 12, he was, uh, in a way, sort of kind of auditioned for uh, that particular tour and um, really was amazing because he, he prepared it all himself, all of, you know, 90 minutes of music. He did the research. I was on tour most of the time. Mm. I couldn't help him. So he did all that. He played a five-string for the tour. There's a lot of slap technique involved, which is something that he can do. It's not his main thing, but he can do it. He's got a great feel for it. So my point is that he adapted to what was needed as a professional, you know, at the age of 12, very focused, and not even realizing, I think, in his own mind that he was so young at the time. I think he just viewed it as like, this is something I want to do, and I want to do it great, you know? Um, so he focused. And I would, my whole thing was I'd just say, you know, I'd be on tour and I'd say, hey, you know, so did you, did you go run through the set today or how many songs did you run, you know, this week or whatever? It was always more that kind of support. And then it, it, the timing was great because I was able to accompany him on the tour um, and basically be his tour assistant and um, help him get help get him through that tour. And he was great. Luckily, you know, we were very fortunate and there were no sort of illnesses or anything that happened for him. He was just super healthy and, and super focused and really kicked ass. And for me as a, as a parent, I was, you know, almost every night there was like a tear coming out, <laughs> coming out of my eye. But at the same time, at the same time, I was like a coach, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, come on, yeah. what are you doing? You know, you gotta, you know. Well, it must be nice it, now. It, it, it was, it was great. Now that he's obviously, he nailed the audition, if you need a night off from Metallica, Ty can just step in, right? Uh, yeah, you know, but the funny thing with him is, is he does, he's not into that whole uh, uh, thing where it's like riding on anyone's coattail. He um, he wants to do it all himself. He doesn't, uh, like, like he had the opportunity with his other band, The Helmets, to go play. Uh, he did a couple of Lollapalooza dates, and he... Um, they were offered to open for the Foo Fighters, but they were mainly playing covers, and he didn't like that. He was like, we don't deserve to do this. We don't have an album out. We've only got four originals, and and I thought that was really amazing that at his age, he would say that. You know, most kids would be like, yeah, let's go open for the Foo Fighters, but um, <laughs> that particular band split up, and um, his main focus was to step back and to to work up an album's worth of material and keep writing and recording original music and also, um, you know, go play backyard parties, play, you know, house parties. He played a party at Venice Beach at the skate park, um, which was really cool. He did another gig and like the headquarters for a magazine called Juice Magazine, which is a skate magazine. And the headquarters is basically an apartment, okay? So he's playing in the living room you know, a thrash, yeah. crazy thrash originals with, well, you know, they did play uh, two covers. They played uh, Rain and Blood by Slayer and um, War Inside My Head by Suicide, but everything else was original. And it was so great, you know, it reminded me of back in the day of what we used to do, you know, when mm. we were uh, teenagers coming up. So he, wa he wants to earn it, you know, he doesn't like the idea of being handed anything. So mm. he's, He's a hard worker and, um, you know, very focused on his uh, career, you know, yeah. in music. That's incredible, man. He'd um, love to go to Australia. 
I tell you, he wants to get out there with his band. His band is called Otto, O-T-T-O, and they want to, uh, they would love to go to Australia and surf and, and skate. He's a really good skater and, and also plays some kick-ass music for y'all. Well, if you need a support act for Slipknot and Metallica, maybe he's being come along. Yeah, yeah, maybe someday, you know. I think you'd be more interested in playing the burger bar down the street than <laughs> for Slipknot and Metallica. Uh, you know. Well, Rob, we'll have to wrap it up. Uh, but before you go, I do have to ask, um, I'm not sure if you were, a download festival just wrapped up in Australia um, and it featured Slayer on their final shows in the country and Anthrax. Um, as far as the Big Four, which you mentioned earlier in the chat, um, is that it? Is the Big Four finally coming to an end because of Slayer obviously wrapping things up? I I mean, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't heard any conversations about the Big Four. Uh, we love Slayer. I love Slayer. They're one of my favorite bands, and Anthrax is, is amazing. And that was great what we did a few years back, but I haven't heard any conversations about that. You know, I've, um, I mean, obviously we're still in the middle of our tour, and, um, and I, I'm not sure what they're doing. I know, yeah, Slayer is definitely on their final tour. Mm. I'm not sure that, um, I, that, I'm not even sure Slayer's up for that or what, or, or you know. I, so it's a, it's a weird question because it hasn't been talked about or discussed because everybody's kind of in the middle of their stuff right now. Mm. So I don't even know how to answer that. But I can say it was an incredible experience. And um, we all... Uh, uh, had a blast and it was something that no one thought could really be done and then it and it happened and um that was a beautiful thing but you know i think at some point everybody kind of moves on and they get wrapped up in their stuff you know and that's kind of where where everybody's at right now <laughs> yeah well rob thank you so much man thanks for the time good luck at your show tonight um and yeah we're looking forward to seeing you in october yeah, I can't wait. Thank you, and uh, we will see you soon. So Metallica's World Wired Tour comes to Australia this October. They've got stadium shows in Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. And, of course, they'll be joined by Slipknot. General public tickets go on sale from 2 p.m. this Monday, so it's only a couple days away, uh, excluding Sydney. Sydney tickets go on sale from 3 p.m. So everywhere else, 2 p.m. local time on Monday, but for Sydney, it's 3 p.m. Uh, make sure you get tickets to this show because it is going to be arguably the biggest tour in recent memory. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you all again next week.